Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Springtime. And today we're going to be doing a review of the Isle of Cats. And we're going to be looking at our top five tile placement games. So thanks for joining us for episode number 39. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would not see Dean again. Wah, wah. The second time in a row we've had to record remotely, and I don't get to look at him or his glorious locks, which, hey, is your hair getting long there, buddy? You know, no, my wife cut my hair. Wow, uh, how about that? What she do? Cut. Did she buzz it or did, did she do a little style? Did a little style in action. For reals? Yeah, my hair grows really fast, so I was like, if you mess it up, it's going to grow back in a week anyway. So, Wow. Did she do your kids' hairs? Uh, no, although we're probably going to do that uh, here in the next day or two. I, I think about cutting my kids' hair. I think I could do it. Yeah, I'm down with it. It's going to grow back, right? Hair grows back. It does. It does. So, uh... This episode of Meebletown, sponsored by Rogaine. <laughs> I just gave Rogaine a free prop right there. That's true. Now we're going to wow. send him a bill. That's what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm telling you what. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm Johnny Springtime because it's springtime. It's been nice the last couple of days, huh, Dean, in Tennessee? Yeah, it has been. And actually, that's been a big plus for this whole quarantine thing is that um, we can play in our backyard and yeah. it's been nice. So. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been really good. I dusted off the old dirt bike. Got my dirt bike out. My kids got their four wheelers out. We went riding, baby. Oh yeah, jumping. Mm. Jumping? What do you mean? What is I that? I got some jumps in my backyard. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. You didn't know that? No, dude. You need to bring your kids over here after quarantine and let them pop on the four wheelers. I got kids. I got two kid sized four wheelers. How big are For these reals? jumps? I've seen your backyard before. They're not that big. Okay, I'm not that good. <laughs> is it like uh napoleon dynamite jumps when he's jumping off the ramp exactly right <laughs> no one one of them is no one will jump on that uses it because they're too scared but the other ones are not too bad are you too scared no i do it but okay. other, i'm just saying when people come over they're like mm, yeah i'm not doing that one so I see i don't I, I have not known this before That's... have you ever rode a dirt bike before no wow all right no nope. man that's uh that's something we got to do sometime would you yeah i think so i really like okay. uh i like four wheelers i like snowmobiles yeah. there you go you been on a snowmobile never in my life yeah they're good fun amazing all right so yeah johnny springtime you want to do a poll brother all right let's hear it i don't even know what this poll is what do you got for me i've got two polls this time two uh yeah We've, I've been doing a few extra ones here and there. I like I like doing a couple of polls as long as we do them fairly quick. Quarantine's got one, you bored. That's that's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> so the first one is is Dean a boring host? Oh wow, is that right? No, I didn't okay. really do that. I would never do that to you, buddy. Oh man, buddy. That was, that was Remember rough. Encino Man? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such yes. a good movie. I used to love Paul Shore, buddy. Yeah, I did too. I loved him. Biodome. Oh man, there's all kinds of goodness. Okay, that's your so poll the next first time. one. That's that, best Paul Shore do, movie. Does any? Oh yeah, we could do that. I was gonna say, does anyone still watch Paul Shore movies? Which the answer is yes to me. Does he still Absolutely. do movies? No, I don't think so. Okay. Maybe that's something else we could look up. 
You can put that in the guild if y'all want to. What was your favorite? I, I got to hear this now. Ooh, I don't know. I guess I'd have to look up Polly Shore movies and, um, hey Maybe. guys, you know, if you're new to the podcast, sometimes we go down rabbit holes. And right now we're going down a quick rabbit hole. It won't be long and we'll get back to a board game. This is a board game podcast. Um, let's, let's, let's come back to that. I, I'd like to, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm here right now. This. I'm right now. I'm there. I'm on ID. <laughs> Are you? IMD, not IDMB, IMDB. Yeah. All right. Let me just really quick, uh, shout out some of these movies that he's done. All right. Uh, Biodome, Encino Man, Polly Shore is dead. If you remember that back in early 2000, I've never seen that. Oh no, I've not seen uh, that. Yeah. Son-in-law. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Son-in-law is maybe my favorite. I really like son-in-law. I'm trying to think of. Bio, there's, just, there's actually Bio a Dome lot of really them good here. Too. Yeah, there's a lot here. Um, hey, he did the voice, uh, one of the voices in um, a Goofy movie. I didn't know that. Okay. And in Bobby's World, he was on a few episodes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that either. Okay. Class act. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Some of these, I don't even know what they are, actually. Wasn't, so, uh, I thought Class Act was the... Uh, Kid and Play movie is that not right? May, I can't. Was remember. he in the Kid and Play movie? <laughs> I'm probably. I don't know, way but off. He, he was also in Beverly Hills 90210 episode. Okay, apparently. did not know that either. So there you go. That's a little. So I, I would say that my favorite Polly Shore movie, based on what I'm seeing here, which the, I mean, honestly, there weren't just a a ton that I was, but the ones that he was in that I liked, I really liked. Um. Uh, I guess I guess I'm just gonna have to go. Encino Man, and th- and I'll say Encino Man based on where I'm at now in my life. Whenever I was a teenager, I thought Biodome was the greatest, one of the greatest movies ever. It's and I, silly I've fun. seen it so many times. Yeah, Th- that's probably one of the movies I've seen more than any movie in my life because of that. Back then, I would have said Biodome, but now I've watched them more recently. I like Encino Man better. Okay, okay. Um, all all three of those. So Son in Law, Encino Man, and uh, biodome, but I would say probably son-in-law is my favorite. I haven't, I, you know, I've seen it obviously, but that one doesn't stand out as one that I was like loved, but it probably is great. So it's probably one I've seen again. the most too, that and biodome. All right, there you go. You never, you never know where you're going to go. And we didn't, we don't know where we're going to go. I had no clue we were going there. All right. Who, what's the I mean, who thought when we started, you know, this podcast episode number 39, that we would talk about Polly Shore. Isn't that crazy? It is. Should we tag him? Does he want to we- know he's being talked about? Hey, maybe he wants. Maybe he listens to Meeple Town. Hey, Polly, if you he listen might. to Meeple Town, he might. It'd be amazing. <laughs> the first poll has to do with um, last week's episode, and I just wanted to ask people how often do you play board game apps? That's simple, right? Ooh, so, okay. Dean, your choices are never, once a month, once a week, or every day. I think once a week. Once a week. That's what I'm. And going what percentage with. would you say? Hmm. 50%. 45%. Okay. You are right about... Now, this is really interesting. There's actually a tie for first place. Really? Between once a week and what else? Uh, every day. That's exactly right. So it can't the be 50%. The percentage is crazy. <laughs> no, both of them are 28.6%. <laughs> that's that's really surprising to me. That okay. is so... 28.6% on both of those every day and once a week. What's the next one? Never. No. 
Okay. It's, this is, but this is all really close, Dean. It's twenty five percent. I should. I'm just going to tell you since we have another poll on once a month and seventeen point nine on never. Wow. Okay. This may be the the smallest gap. This may be the closest we've ever had at doing for, a poll of four questions. What were you? you know, one, I mean, four you're once a week, right? Is that you think you said um, that last week? Here's the thing. Yeah, I just I usually get on kicks. I'm not going to front. Yeah, me too. Me so. Too. Uh, and so, like I've I've been playing almost every day lately, but I've been one of the reasons is, and I'll say this from last week, um, guys. I downloaded the Seven Wonders app, and it is phenomenal. Oh yeah, this it. I mean, I'm gonna we're gonna do a YouTube video with our top ten apps. It could be the number one. I'm not gonna say whether it is or not, but and and I'll, and again, the reason why is because I don't I hate to keep saying this, but toilet time, like. That's when I play the app. If I if I play an app, that's generally when I'm going to do it, and it's I'm so super glad we short went back here. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I'm just being real with Meebletown. I'm not. I don't want to keep using. You know. I'm not even joking, right? Like it's not like a joke. I'm just like I'm just being real. Let me just so, be real with you. Do you think that is Seven Wonders the like your quarantine app? Is that your your game you've been playing more than anything else? It is. It is. I, mean, I actually got back on Gone Sean Clever this morning. Oh, oh, my gosh. That's pretty clever if you live. Oh, my gosh. If you're not an American, oh, please forgive me. That's when I, that's when I asked for, because that was a terrible pronunciation. Gans I can even say the word pronunciation. Gone Sean Clever. Yeah. Yeah. I've said it so many times, like, it just comes out. But I got back on that one, and I still can't get to 300. Okay. <laughs> I, I can consistently score in the 200s no problem easily. But I can't. So that but that one's quick too. So anyway. You know surprisingly I haven't really been playing much lately. I've been playing Terra Mystica and Silver are probably the ones I'm playing more than anything else right now. There you go. I I've been playing I I just downloaded Suburbia, Dean. Yeah. And I you like that. Like mhm. I do. It's it's fun. It's not like blowing my mind, but I'm enjoying it. So that's a fun game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good game. Poll number oh, two. I'm ready for all it. All right. Poll number two. And this has to do with last episode, y'all. We decided to do a 16 movie tournament for the best movie of the 80s. And the first thing we did was we went to Board Game Geek Guild 3407. <laughs> We're not there yet. Well, we we only do that at the end of the, at the end of the, yeah, but we, uh, <sighs> We went to Board Game Geek Guild 3407, the Meepletown Guild, and asked for nominations. And so all four of these choices, Dean, are from BGG Guild 3407. Okay. All right? Not even ours. So here are uh, the four choices. This is, the, and it's over. The first one is over. The first heat of four movies is Dunzo. Here they go Caddyshack, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Poltergeist, Top Gun. Wait, you picked the you picked all of them without even asking me? Because there's only that's four out of sixteen. Did you pick all sixteen of them though? No. Okay. All right. I only picked four, and they were. I wanted to start off with board game geek guild folks, and hey, but I've got some very strong feelings about this. Okay, if you, (laughs) if you, you don't care. I don't. If, (laughs) If you post it on the guild. I, we're not going to get every single one in there for sure. We're gonna. I'm trying to get some movie from everybody that posts. Is what I'm trying to do. Okay. But no, Dean. I, yes, Dean. I will 
We will con- we will consult about this. Okay. Do you? So are you saying right now you don't even like those choices? Say so what are they again? Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Okay. Caddyshack. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Poltergeist. Top Gun. Those are pretty good picks. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I thought you would be okay with these picks. All right. Do you want to hear my pick first? Uh, your pick out of these four? Yeah. Do you care? Let's talk about that at the end. Okay. You don't care. Because I'll tell you mine as well. No, no. I'll tell you mine as well. All right. Let's, so we got let's get that little chatty chat. Caddyshack, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Poltergeist, and Top Gun. Yep. Ooh. I'm going to say Top Gun. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's see. Raiders. Remember when you said that you got it right the first time every time? Raiders of the Lost Ark. I want to say Raiders of the North Sea, by the way, every time. I... Wow. Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark. You are. That is correct. Okay. All right. That's Raiders my pick, Raiders of the too, Lost Ark was number one. Dang it. We're not even done with this. Not too late. That's what I said. That's my pick. What's number two? Top Gun. Eh, I like to make that noise. Caddyshack. That's exactly right. Followed by n- Top Gun and Finally. Poltergeist. That's exactly right. So okay. what percentages do you think real quick? Ooh, I think these a... are probably close, too. Um, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark is... Was the runaway winner. Really? Yeah. So just... okay. these, are other... these are good movies. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised. But it's, for us, it's the runaway, runaway winner. What, what percentage do you think? Uh... Like what percentage is, is Raiders? Raiders. Lost Ark, uh, yeah. I guess if it ran away with it, forty-five, sixty-five percent. Oh wow, sixty-five percent of Evil Town said, "Yeah, I'll just go ahead and do the last ones." Caddyshack was in second with twenty-five percent. Top Gun only had ten percent. Wow, and Poltergeist had zero. Okay, no one voted for it. Okay, that is whoever posted in BGG, and I, I can go look. Who, I can't remember which which one of our members did that. I hope that member's not on Twitter because they didn't even vote for their own. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you seen all these movies? I believe so. I'm the Pol- Poltergeist. I think I saw a long time ago, and I I'm pretty sure yes. Yes. Okay. Funny enough, Top Gun is the one I've seen the least out of all these. I think Caddyshack and Raiders of the Lost Ark. I've seen a bunch, a bunch of times, both of them. Yeah, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark would be my choice as well. So we agree so on good. that. So good. Caddyshack's yeah, really funny too. I like it a lot. Yeah, these are all good movies. Like, uh, of course, I don't remember Poltergeist, so, but I do. And obviously, maybe I didn't love it if I don't remember that. Um, yeah, there, it's been a while since I saw Caddyshack or Top Gun. Okay. I'm gonna, there you go. So, okay, side, like a side conversation, we're going to talk about the other picks for these. Because, I, like okay. I said, I've got strong opinions on this, John. Okay, I I, um, I have strong opinions as well. There are some good picks in the guild, by the way. Really good picks. Oh, really good picks. I mean, these are four really solid, popular movies. Yeah. So yeah, I agree was, with that. It was, it was fun. All right, let's talk about what we've been playing lately. Get okay. into some board games, huh? Well, I guess we already have a little bit, a little bit, know, but some apps. There's you know, a Top a Gun board action. game that just came out not that long ago, so I could care less. Okay. <laughs> I do. I'm done with IPs and board games. All Dude, IPs. I, let me tell you something. I am in love with Back to the Future. I don't care about the Back to the Future games. No, nobody does. And that's that, that's why I don't, I don't maybe not all IPs, but every I've just been disappointed so much. I don't get excited about it. Star Wars, I have not. 
You have not what? <laughs> what was that? I've not been disappointed. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that might be what you were Did saying. I have but a I dangling mean, modifier like, there? Yeah, Star okay. Wars, I have not. Like what? I mean, you've not done what with Star Wars? You haven't played any Star Wars games? You Star Wars, I've not. Is that what's... No, I, I have not been disappointed by Star Wars IPs. Uh, for the most part, the, the ones that I've played. So, yeah. Well, they... Okay. That's there you a, go. Now another conversation. We got to pin a lot of conversations for future episodes. I think here. Yeah, we pin a lot of stuff that we never do. That's true. We're never coming back to this one. <laughs> All right. What do you What have you been playing, John? <laughs> oh, you want me to go first? Sure. Excellent. I'm actually. You know what? I'm on the website right now to talk about what I've been playing lately. I want to talk about our buddy Keith's um, game. Oh that yeah. Ha- that's on Kickstarter right now. You want to do that? Yeah. Let's do that. that. Let's do that. I like that. All right. So Keith has um, Keith Pidget, right? Yep. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say his last name? Oh, you know what? I think Pidget, so. Pidget. Keith, dude, We're terrible friends. If we, dude, we, are, we are awful at pronunciations. Well, at least I am. Keith, if I jacked up your last name, still mad love for you, brother. From Meeple Town, mad love vibes go into you. Don't make it weird. Right now, they're heading your way. <laughs> I just want to creep out all the guests and uh, potential listeners. And co-host. That's exactly well. Lead, yeah, that's lead host. That's that's a given. So today, today, this is a Tuesday, April the twenty first, and you will be listening to this podcast potentially on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. But really, really quickly, uh, launched the Great Barrier Reef, the card game. It's a travel buddies game, game, um, and Keith has designed this thing. So Great Barrier Reef is an interesting game. It's because it's travel buddy. It's really small. All you have are these li- these little the little mini cards and what some cubes dean and some little fish tokens well in the prototype copy i think they actually have um like little coral pieces i think oh the, do they on instead, that oh, I have instead to look, of cubes uh, yeah they're little uh, coral scoring marker things i was looking on the kickstarter oh they are yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on the page right now excellent so no cubes coral ah oh, even better in great in great barrier reef you you have these little cards and they are divided into four sections all right you're going to basically be playing the card into your reef but when you do it what's really interesting about it is you have to cover up at least one of the quadrants so you cover up a quarter of it you cover up half of it whatever with the card so when you're doing that you may be covering up bad stuff that hurts your score at the end of the game which is excellent if you can do that but you also might be covering up good stuff that can give you points at the end of the game or you might cover up something that gives you points at the end of the game but right now if you cover it up it modifies the in-game scoring which i think is really interesting as well so there's in-game scoring five different scorecards and based on how you position your um fish on the reef you're going to score points, whether it may be diagonal or three in a row or a square four, different things like that. But you can modify, if you cover up certain um, sections, you can modify the scoring. So it might be worth four points, but you raise it to six, then to eight, then to ten, or you lower it. But the last thing that I think is intriguing is that on the cards that you put into your reef is a number. One, two, three, or four, or an asterisk for any color, any color, any number. And so when you play it into your reef, you have to take the card that's under a fish, one, two, three, or four. So you may actually play something to your reef you don't really want because that much to play into your reef, but you really want the number three card, right? Or you may 
play something in your reef you really love, but you hate the card or don't really like the card that's under it, but you just got to get it played. That's pretty much it, right, Dean? Yeah, that's that's the gist of it. I, I Those are pretty interesting decisions, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. A lot of interesting yeah. decisions, like not just the placement, but like you were just talking about with the number. That might not seem like a really big decision, but it can be. Yes, it can be huge. You know, like you have to get the cards that you want, and also keep the other players from getting the cards that they want. And that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, let me say that I got I get nervous whenever I play a game from somebody I know. You know what I mean? Because you're you're thinking, and and again, you all can take this with a grain of salt if you want to, because we know Keith. But you're sitting back going, "Oh man, I hope this game is good." Right, because I don't want to be like, eh, it's okay. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. You know what I mean? Not that, not that I had anything. You know, I'm usually a little skeptical of smaller travel games. Has nothing to do with Keith. You understand what I'm saying, Dean? Right, right. Like a lot of times, I'll play them, or they'll they'll be really simple, and I just don't get the thinkiness that I want in a travel game or something. But this this gives it to me. I mean, for sure, the first time that my wife and I sat down. And we looked at the five different scoring cards. We have, uh, what, three cards in your hand, right, Dean? Yeah. I play this so many times. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I played, of course, I've played like so many games since then. Um, you have three cards in your hand. You're looking at four to five different ways to score. You're also looking at the cards that say one, two, three, or four, or what you might pick up next time. And I remember going, oh my gosh. Holy smokes. We looked at each other. We're like, there's a ton of choices right here. Yeah. Yep. A ton of choices. And like we felt a little like overwhelmed almost in the sense of like, I have never played it before. You just kind of have to go for a strategy, right, Dean? You got to pick a few scoring cards and just go at them. You yeah. can't try to do everything. I mean, you can try to do everything, but anyway. Yeah, the problem is though, like when you start honing in on one or two different scoring cards, someone's going to lower it. Yeah, somebody's going to lower that one down. So you, That's you right. kind of want to be aware of what, what, not kind of, you definitely want to be aware of what the other player's doing. Yep. So that you can move them, you know, move their scoring down card down for one. But also, you kind of want to keep up with them if they're getting, you know, three of the clownfish scoring cards or something like that. You want to keep up with them as much as you can because you know that they're going to be bumping that point card up. And yeah, this, right. this is a fun, fun game. I was, I've really enjoyed my plays of this one a lot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, you know, I, I mentioned on the YouTube video that we did that whenever I'm thinking about backing a game or not, I'm just being real. I'm actually learning because it's so easy, Dean, to get super hyped. Oh, yeah, I want to play this game. I can't wait to play it. I'm, I, you know, I just get excited. I'm going to go back it. I'm trying to say, does it fit a niche in my collection? Right. You know what I mean? Like, is this a game that's going, or if it if it's not something new or different, do I really think it's going to oust some of my other games potentially? Because I, I, I buy so many games that I, honestly, I have, I, I hate this, but I buy games and I play it once or twice and then it's just not as good as something else. And then I just end up selling it or sitting there doing nothing. I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. um, but so what, so for me, where this fits in the collection is it is a thinky, small travel game. That's yep. why it fits. It fits. That's why it fits into my collection. Cause I have, I do have travel games and you and I've talked about this. A lot of people don't travel that much or whatever, but I can, I can take this anywhere, you know, throw it in my backpack. Um, but man, there's a lot of fun choices and it's easy to teach. That's the other bonus to it. Yeah. You can teach it super quick. 
But man, there's some thinky, thinky stuff going on there. Some thinky stuff going on there. You can quote John on that. That's right. Man, there's some thinky stuff going on there. There's some thinky stuff going on there. <laughs> At least it ain't stinky stuff. Yeah, definitely recommend check out the Kickstarter. You still got plenty of time on this one. Uh, it's 28. I mean, it just started today as we're recording. Yeah, this, it's so. on. Uh, so just go to Travel Buddy Games website if you Google that, or you can just Google Great the Great Barrier Reef card game um, Kickstarter. Uh, it's off to a good start here. By the way, I didn't mention that it is uh, 15 bucks only. Yeah, and the shipping's like three dollars. So to the U.S. and then to I'm sorry, I'm gonna pull this up overseas. Uh, Europe, it's like nine bucks, so that's not too bad. Canada, three, six bucks. So. That's that's crazy cheap. That's definitely you're yeah, gonna get I your mean, money's worth on this one. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're looking for like a little travel game that can give you some thinkiness. I think that it's a good choice. Yeah. All right, you want to hear about what I've been playing, John? You excited I about guess. that? I reckon. Uh, funny enough, the game I've been playing that I'm gonna talk about is similar to Great Barrier Reef in the card play. Yeah. Okay. Zoned out. Ah. You have not played this one because we huh? got a review copy. What? You've not played this one. Huh? Oh, sorry. I zoned out for a minute. Oh, oh boy. Help. Help. <laughs> Help me, please. Uh, okay. Oh. All right. Well, you can zone out because you've not played this one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to sell you or scare you away from this one. You wow. ready? Are you ready? Sell or scare? If anyone can hear that, my wife's opening the garage door below me right now. I can't. If you can't, then you don't even know what I'm talking about. I can't hear it. All right, so I'm, All right. while I'm talking about this, I'm going to get John to pull this up on Board Game Geek so you can see yep. pictures. Yep. Okay, so zoned out, you have three cards in your hand, and you are playing your card into a map, a city map, where you are overlaying your card over top of other players' cards, just like in Great Barrier Reef. I mean, like, seriously. Completely like covering this, them or like? Sections of it. Sections of it. So you can cover okay. one, two, or three squares on a... It's a square card that has four different squares on it. Okay? I've got it here now. So okay. it's the same layout and card play as Great Barrier Reef. Uh, but at this one... That's, I mean, That's weird, isn't it? It's funny. It is funny. But it's a very different game. Um, so in this one, you are building up your, your... You're building up your different areas of the city. So when you play a card, you're, you're next going to take your little city planner meeple guy or girl, and going to put it on the card that you just played on one of the squares. And then you'll draw back up to your cards. Then on your next turn, you're going to play another card. And you can play a card into that same zone. But if you move into a new zone, then you're going to score the zone that you've been working on and then start a new one. So every time you play a card, your your city planner is going to move over to that card. Mm. Um, And so there's light medium and heavy density uh commercial residential and uh, industrial uh types of buildings okay okay and so the heavy ones when you when you finish uh i'm sorry when you when you're making a zone it has to be exactly the same type of density and type of building okay so if i play Mm -hmm. a light density card it's got to go with um or if I'm like building onto my zone of light density residential buildings, then I have to build onto it with light residential buildings. Then when you score, you get your points, and then you put that many building pieces on top of each of those squares. So that's where you see uh, the game is, when it builds up, you've got all these plastic, kind of looks like Manhattan, right? All these uh, translucent, yeah. really bright, colorful Do you like that? building pieces. Do I like the look of it? Yeah. It's beautiful. 
Uh, I thought you would like it. I, I, I don't know how much I like it. It's okay. I'm not a you know I'm not a huge translucent guy on plastic board game pieces. I am for this, like building buildings. Yeah. For some reason, I like that. For some reason, it's just too shiny for me. I like I like a nice matte finish. See in life. Okay, would you rather have like wooden, like large wooden cubes stacked on top of each other? Maybe. Oh, that's ridiculous. Maybe. Probably I not though. Can't even talk Probably to you right not. now. I would just rather them not be translucent. Okay. Okay. It makes I would for, rather them be solid colors. Makes for good pictures though, right? It's fine. Okay. All right. It's fine. I mean, it's nice and colorful. So that's it. Okay. Now here are some here are some issues that I have with the game. Okay. Ooh, I mentioned issues. I mentioned that you have light, medium, and heavy density. Okay. I don't know if you can see any pictures on online, but. The yellow building are the commercial buildings. Okay, so they're all supposed to be yellow, the heavy, medium, and light. Mm -hmm. But the heavy density yellow buildings actually use all three colors, pink, blue, and yellow. I see that set up right here. Okay. Okay. And it is a terrible design choice. I mean, just awful. Because when you just quickly look at it, it looks like three pink buildings. And you have to say, no, 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 those are three yellow buildings. The pink ones are a different pink. And it's it's Yikes. so irritating. So are you telling me you could build one all of pink, but it's a commercial building? Well, they have to, you know, your zones all have to be the same color and the same amount of density. I got um, you. But if you're just looking at like a heavy density commercial buildings that are supposed to be yellow, yeah. they're actually showing up as pink. Um and it's just it just gets really frustrating, and I don't know why they decided to do that because the other ones are perfectly fine. the The blue and the pink uh, tiles are perfectly fine, and then you mm. get to the yellow, and it just doesn't make any sense. But other than that, I think the the look of it is nice. I saw something about that whenever I was looking at it on BGG. Someone complaining, or at least asking for clarification because they were confused about it. It's very clear in the rule book, I think. Like if okay. you it's got pictures and it shows you what you're looking at, but just like if you're telling somebody how to play the game, they're like, "Oh, these are three pink ones." And these are three pink ones. And I'm like, "No, these are three yellow ones." And they're like, "Well, they Yikes. look pink." Well, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I have no clue why that was a design choice it, because none of the other game has that. But anyway, and it's busy. Like if you look at the board, um, you can look at pictures on Board Game Geek of the whole board, and it looks really busy. Um, it is, but it's. I think it's fine. I, I think it's fine. Now I've only played this at two player uh, because we've been quarantined. That's all I'm able to play with right now. Uh, my wife thought it was okay. I thought it was fun. It's not great, but it's fun. Um, and you can play it with, I think you could play this with kids. I'm going to try this with my with my eight-year-old. I think he'd be able to play this one. Um, he might not be great, but he'll be able to play it. And um, so that's... I'm, All right. Well, I'm, impromptu, impromptu showdown, which is better. Great Barrier Reef or Zoned Out. Because they have totally different. puts you on the spot. Uh, I mean, you know... <laughs> I, Great Barrier Reef, no doubt for me, is a better game. But, but you there, don't like saying it because you know Keith. Yeah, and so I, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But for me, Great Barrier Reef is for sure the better game of this type. But they're still not. That's the only mechanic that's the same. Of got you. You, just so you can see a cards. place for both of them. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. All right, that's it, man. Yeah, that's it. That's what we've been playing lately. Let's get to. You want to talk about a review? How about that? Of sure. The Isle of Cats.
All right. Hey, John, let's talk about I I love cats. You love cats? I all love cats. You just said I love cats, Dean. That's the name of the game. Ah, you love cats. <laughs> Dean just said it. <laughs> Dean and cats are oh, sitting in a tree. Oh, boy. All right. So, Put it on everyone's heads. I don't know what's happening right now, but uh, so Isle of Cats. That just made me think of something that Michael Scott would say. <laughs> That's why I said that. All right, continue. Okay, Isle of Cats came out in 2019. This is published by several different publishers um, City of Games, Gaga Games, uh, Geek Act. I'm not really sure exactly which copy that we have, the North American one. Uh, but this one is one to four players, plays in 60 to 90 minutes for ages eight and up. The designer is Frank West. Artist is Dragalisco and Frank West, um, who is also the designer and the artist. How about that? You like that? There you go. All right. I do. So in Isle of Cats, this is a card drafting. It is a polyomino tile placement game. And what you're going to do is everyone's going to have their own boat and they're going to be placing these polyomino cats onto the boat and treasures on there is kind of a filler tile type thing. So you're going to start off with 20 fish, which is the currency. Okay. And every round you're going to get 20 fish as uh, in addition to whatever you might already have. Then you're going to take seven cards and everyone's going to take seven cards. Then you're going to take two, pass it on, take two, pass it on. You're going to draft those cards. And after you do that, you're going to place uh, some of the cards that you get will be scoring cards. If you've ever played, uh, uh, what's the game? Bunny Kingdom. If you ever played Bunny Kingdom, it's really similar. The scoring cards from Bunny Kingdom are like Isle of Cats. You're going to place those. Some of them are public. Some of them are private. And after you do that, then you're going to rescue the cats. And that is going to be determined by how many baskets that you have. And you'll have, you know, you everyone has a one permanent basket. And then you can gain more baskets through cards. And you are going to rescue as many cats as you can afford and that you have baskets for. And you like that? Are you just going to do random meows throughout the explanation? I don't know what they sound like. In my head, they sound pretty good. But I don't know what they sound like outside my head. Like cats in general? No. These are no. weird-looking cats. They're not normal cats. Oh, they're not normal. We'll talk about that in a second. I, I could hang with those cats. <laughs> so after you rescue those polyomino cats, you're going to put them into onto your boat. And then if you have any cards that give you treasures, like uh, rare treasures or the super special polyomino cats, then you can play those after that the rescue and cat phase. And then that's pretty much it. You're going to play through five rounds of those, and you're going to get points from... Uh, how many different types of like families of cats so if you have like four blue cats that's going to give you a certain amount of points like four blue cats in a family that means they're all touching each other and um, points from your public cards that are out there the public bonus whatever lesson cards or your private lesson cards yes Um, and then points from rare treasures which are also polyomino pieces that go onto your boat and that's pretty much it. After five that's rounds it. of playing, you, you're done. That's exactly right. So this is a game that has quite a bit of hype. Would you not say that, Dean? I, I would say that is accurate, John. It's on the hotness list as we speak. So Niels would not be excited about this game. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, Niels from Funtels and, oh, what's his YouTube channel name? I can't remember off the top of my head. 
We did a video with him, top 10 games Cereal of 2018. Something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> and he, so check out, it's, that will come out anytime now, anytime this week. We'll actually get that out, top 10 games of 2018. Um, anyways, he is an anti-hype train guy. He says that if, do you agree with this statement? He may be, hopefully Niels is listening. Do you agree with his statement that he made as I was editing the video that if it has a lot of hype, it needs to be not 100% as good as what people say, but 120%? It needs to be better. Um, I don't know if I disagree with that statement, but I like a lot of hype games. I, yeah. I jump on the hype train a lot, you I do. say. Hey, Ooh. give me one second. Give me one second, Meeple Town. There we go. My hat was kind of digging into my head. I had to. With Did my you have to stop on. the whole podcast just to take your hat off? Just yeah, just just, take it I, mean, off. I didn't want. I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to hear like a bunch of rustling around and people are like, "What's happening over there? What's all that rustling around happening over there?" <laughs> Art and components, John. So hold on, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. So, <laughs> so I pick this game up because I've heard a lot of really, really good things about it. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, that's it? Okay. All right, let's talk about art really. components. Okay. Wow. Mm. Okay, positively, I like a good, clean box cover. Yep. I like the whiteness, right? Yep. And then everything that stands out. But I don't like the art on the box. I don't like the cats. Okay, take the cats away. Do you like it? It's okay. I told my I wife. I don't love the font. I don't love the font. It's not bad. You know what I mean? Like the rocky looking font. It's okay. Yeah, I get that too. I told my wife, take away the cats, and this is one of my favorite box covers. I love how bright white it is. Yeah. yeah. But and don't like super thick. Like the the quality oh of the box. Oh my is gosh. Great. Yeah. I walked around my house and had everyone hold that box. The empty box. Because it is so thick and juicy. Yeah. Oh. That's it's cool. an amazing box. I'm telling you, one of the best boxes I've ever touched. Do you think in my life? Okay, so inside the box cover, there I'm going to get a, on my soapbox. <laughs> there's a target. I inside could stand the box on cover. this box right now. You could, except you don't have it. I have it. I have That's your copy true. of the game right now. I know you do. So there's a target inside the box cover that says put. Your, Put your cat here, or something like that. That's like a, that's right. For your cat to, this is your your spot for your cat to sit while you're that's playing right. the game. If you look on BGG for the pictures, so many cats sitting in this box cover. Wow! Like at one time? No, <laughs> <laughs> they could. I wasn't could. interested until I, I knew what you were saying. But if you were saying so many, then I would have been intrigued. So I was wondering, like, is that the reason why that the box is so thick? You oh, that's think? I don't know, but it's brilliant marketing. It is. Because you, you know people... You, people love their pets, Dean. They love their pets. And if there's an opportunity for a photo op with a pet, people are going to take it. That's very no true. No doubt. If I had a cat, I would do it. But I hate cats. <laughs> oh, wow. I just, there I just it is. alienated. I just there did it. Is. They just turned it off. <laughs> Oops. I'm, hate is a, hate is actually a strong word. I, I don't wanted. I don't hate cats. Yeah, My wife I don't hate does. I don't hate them either. I, I don't like them that much though. Yeah, they're. Uh, yep, I grew up with cats. I'm fine with cats, but um, it's yep. That that's yeah, but, that is not a draw for me for this game by any stretch. Yeah. One but. of the biggest challenges with cats. I'm a dog guy all day long. I mean, dogs play with you. I know we can argue about this. Maybe that should be a poll: dog or cat. 
But also, listen, cat, cat folk, your house kind of smells. I'm just telling. I'm just saying it right now. Oh wow! Now there, there may be. I'm, I'm dropping truth bombs right now. You listen. There, there's, there are. There's occasionally there are some houses that do it really well, but there are a lot of people that think their house smells fine, and it don't. I went to. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm to say right my, now. My Isle of Cats <laughs> box right now. I went to. Uh, I did a. Uh, what do you call that? Whenever you rent a room from somebody. Airbnb oh or Air, thank you. or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Airbnb. I did one recently, a few months ago, and it was a cat house. And that living room stank. Yep. And All I right. was like, that, I was, I was, this is not, that's not good. My wife is terribly allergic to cats. <laughs> so we will never get cats because of that. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, my wife is too. Um, if a cat comes up to me, though, I'm going to play with it and love it. Yeah. Because I like animals. You know what I mean? But, you know, they don't come up to you all that much. Sometimes. Maybe some cats do. Yep, I'm done. Are we ready to talk about art and components? Well, we started talking about the oh, box. I thought we were going to do our top ten list now. And then you went on a tangent. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you see, it top made it five. sound like you had some complaints about the components themselves. I want to okay. move on to that. Okay, so here's my... So the cat uh, wooden pieces, nice. Noise. Daddy, daddy likey. They're fantastic. The... Boat, nice. I like that. I like that. However, I despise the little tiny sectioning off icons because there are a few that are tough to see. You know what I'm talking about, Dean? Yeah, I do, but I don't think that's a complaint for me. I don't it's have a complaint. that complaint. I don't. I despise is a strong word again. Sometimes I just get excited and say I don't like it. Like I, there was, there's one. Like my wife had to her eyesight is not as good as mine um she had to like be like what is that i can't see like more than once yeah my my wife as well there was one um one scoring particular section for her i can't remember it was the middle section for her that she had a hard time with the little apple core i think is what it was uh, Mine no. was at the very far, the captain's corners, like the Ravens. There's like a three in the corner, four pieces in the corner, and then there's something else. And like, it is kind of hard. I remember going, wow, that is hard. I just knew, I knew what the sections were, so it wasn't so bad. Anyway. Yeah. So what John's talking about, each, there's several different rooms on the boat and they all have these little icons. If the, all the squares have icons, if they're part of that one specific room. And if you don't cover up all of a room, you're going to lose five points per room that you did not cover up. And so it can be a big deal. You can lose a lot of points that way if you happen to miss one of the squares. That did happen to my wife um, where she was not able to cover up one of the squares and it was because she couldn't see it. But she said that she should have just known. Um, And I I was kind of with her. So I get the complaint because it can be kind of hard to see, but it's, yeah, it's not a huge complaint. Yeah, I I just feel like, and I know they did it so that they could make the boat stay pretty, right? Yeah. Instead of having different yeah. colors all over it and stuff. I get that. I just wish there was something else. And, I, and I, honestly, I can't think of what else to do at the moment. So, but it just to make to leave the boat pretty. But I would almost, ugh, I mean, I would almost rather go function over look on some of that stuff. But I anyway. get it. I get it. But I think I love the art and components in this game. I love the box cover. We've already mentioned that. I, I, um. Do you like the art overall? Though? I was gonna say overall on the on the tiles. I think I do like the art. Now the cats, 
I don't know what kind of cats these are. Some kind of maybe mythological. They're kind of like wild cats, or cats. yeah, mythological. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, some of them are a little, little freaky, right? The the Oshaks, whatever. Kind of the, out a little the bit. real expensive ones. Um, and they're and they're also lounging creepily. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they're but all they have sprawled. To. I know it's, but they were all sprawled out, and you're like, that's this. I'm looking at this weird looking sprawled out cat. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel about being on this ship myself, where it's just like all these different colorful cats lounging all over the place. Yeah, it's yeah, I would be creeped out by it. But they have to be lounging because they're polyomino pieces, and Absolutely. so there's no other way to do that, I guess. But that's uh, right. But I don't have any that's complaints right. about that. Uh, I think we yeah. should let's move on to the gameplay. Sure. All right. You, I started with the arguing components. You can start with this. How about that? Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so for me, when you take one of my favorite parts about terraforming mars where you in terraforming mars when you draft the cards and then you have to pay for the cards that you're going to keep you do that in this game too um Mm -hmm. so you have to decide which cards you're going to keep and so if you pay for them and you don't use them you're just wasting your fish money or whatever um oh fish money (laughs) their fish money but side note that was a a negative for me too the fish the five piece fish token actually looks like three fish Um, which anyway, but if you just know that it's five, it's not a big deal after a while. Uh, okay. So I like that, that part in terraforming Mars, uh, bunny kingdom, the card drafting where you are drafting your, uh, point scoring cards. I really like that piece. And then the polyomino placement, like in patchwork or barren park or something like that, take all three of those features, three of my favorite features from some really good games. And that's what this game is. And I quite enjoy those pieces of how they fit in this game. Yeah, so I like, I agree. I like I like how whenever you're paying for the cards, you're using the same fish to rescue cats. I like how you're having to do that pool of the decision, right? Like, oh, wow, I really like these cards, but wow, I might not be able to rescue as many cats this turn because I just, or I won't be able to if I keep these cards. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I'm, I'm, I enjoy. I really do enjoy the, those decisions. And you can also keep some of the cards. You, know, you can play them now, or you can play them in later rounds. Right. So you could right. be like, there may be one that you really like, and you're like, mm, I don't know if I would use this right now. Maybe you have enough fish right now, but there's a card that gives you more, or you get. There's cards that say stuff like you get a fish for every different type of cat in your boat. And it'd probably be wiser to save it till later when there's more different types of cats in your boat, right? Right. But right. I really want to go ahead and buy it now. But oh, then now I can't go and, you know, I can get buy two or three cats I uh, really wanted, to, or I can buy two cats I really wanted to get three. That's cool. Yeah. And I like the way that when you're making the decisions about the cards, you're deciding not only like, you know, you're just score, you're deciding a lot of things. You're deciding on public lessons or private lessons. So you're, you're basically deciding on in-game scoring or you're deciding on getting baskets because you have to have baskets to capture cats or you're deciding on ways to get more fish to be able to buy cats and other things, or you're deciding on getting rare treasures, right? I mean, there's, there's, um, uh, and there's even more, like there's a lot of different things that you're kind of balancing out. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too. I I do too. I, yeah, it's, it's interesting because there's a lot of different ways to score points in this game, you know? Um, Yeah. And I, I think, that can be a challenge for some people if you're learning how to play this game and you're trying to figure out that strategy because there's so many different things that are, you know, so many ways to score points. And I think that can be a challenge for new people uh, potentially to know like, okay, should I really focus on the polyomino piece? Because honestly, 
like you don't really have to and in fact more than likely you're not going to cover all of the rooms in the in the ship um but you can focus a lot of your attention on trying to get a bunch of points through your placement of your cats over the scoring cards but i think Mm -hmm. there's you can get a ton of points from the scoring cards yeah you absolutely can yeah, and it's interesting how they have the public and private lessons, right? Which are yeah. That's just that's just like Dean and I were talking. Apparently, he and his wife have are more willing to do the public lessons, which I mean, you want to do if you can score. I mean, you want you want to put the ones out where you see that they have. You've got a lot more than they do, right? Yeah. But we we tended to play a little bit closer to our chests with our cards with those, um, and didn't get those out till later in the game. Oh, we only had two. Getting as many. I think. Oh, really? I think That's we not, only had two, oh, okay. two or maybe three public before. cards. But we both had, I think, six private lesson cards, yeah. which is a lot. We, um, I was, I was picking on John because I was comparing our scores to, to their scores, and ours were really high compared to compared to theirs. But so much of that, like you can't, Gosh. you can't compare scores from game to game because of the cards that you get into your hands, right? That's exa- like there were games that I've played where I got no Oshax cats I got and like maybe one rare treasure. Yeah. That's yeah. like I think I played a game where I got neither one even. Yeah. Which I, the odds of that happening are not high, but I think my first game I didn't have any of the Oshak cats if I remember yeah. right. So And so that's just or you're not getting as many lessons or you're drawing lessons that don't aren't going for your, you know, early in the game you can tailor strategy to it. Later in the game it's harder to do that, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, it is. It is different. It yeah, you can't you can't compare because of the way the cards come out. Because there's a giant stack of cards, 150, 160 cards, That's, something like that, which it's is ridiculous. positive. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, which is very positive to me. So there's a ton of cards, and that does make every game feel different, which I do like a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I'm going to mention. I don't know if you got a chance to play this solo, John. Um, no. I wanted to try it because in my mind I thought this would probably be a good solo game. And so I went through the rules, played through a solo game. I lost, but it is a good solo game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't solo game a lot, but if I do, I want the rules to be really simple. That's what Wingspan is one I really enjoy playing yeah. solo. Um, this is up there with Wingspan in the enjoyment of the solo play and how it doesn't change too much. You just have to flip a few cards over. Um every round and it's you know it's super simple doesn't change this your strategy very much or anything like that so i i think the solo is is really a lot of fun yeah yeah i haven't played it so i don't know um i was trying to think of some other quick little positive things and i'll, I'll talk about some negatives for me uh i i do like the way even though the room's for some people could be hard to see. <laughs> um i do like the way that you have to you lose points if you don't complete a room so there's a lot of there is thinkiness when it comes to the decisions on laying the cats. Man, I want to cover this room, but there's also these scroll-looking things. I don't know what they're called. That if you and there's only one per color. If you cover it up like a green scroll with a green cat, then um, oh gosh, what happens when you do that? You, oh, get, you get the treasure, common treasure. treasure. Sorry, yeah. common treasure. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. trying to remember which one it was. Yeah. Treasure map icon. You get it. Yeah, you, treasure map. That's it. There you go. And you get a common treasure. So. The way, and then there's also rats on the boat, and unless you get a scoring card that scores you points for rats, you're going to lose points for your rats that are on your boat. Um, so there's a lot of decisions that you're making whenever you're laying those polyominoes. This is good. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And again, so much of that depends on which cards come out, which cards you're going to take. Um, 
Yeah, so there's there's a lot of changing of strategy based on the cards that you're going to get from the, the lesson cards that you're going to get from the the drafting. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. But the anything negatives. else? You you ready to go uh, for the well, Okay. Real yeah. real fast. So the first time I played this, you know, if you play a patchwork or something like that, you want to as best you can cover up every single space of the board. That's not the case in this game because there's lots of blank squares on the ship that don't mean anything. And you can completely ignore those if you want and just focus on covering up the boats and or covering up those rooms. And I think that's really important. Because Hold up a second. Hold up. Okay. The blank ones are a room. You didn't know that. You've been playing the game wrong, Dean. If it doesn't have wow. an icon. No, the ones it's that don't a, have an icon. That's exactly right. It's a room. See, you even got messed up on the rooms. I promise you. Go look at the rule book. The one that doesn't have an icon is a room. Ah, it's one giant weird room. Yep. So your scores need to be minus five points on all your games. Minus five points. <laughs> yeah, that's really strange. Unless you covered it up. Yeah, that I thought that was that was something I failed to mention. I thought that it was super strange that there is a room that the icon is no icon. Adjust wow. my score then. Adjust my score by five, which is still much higher than yours. But <laughs> at least I was playing the game right, man. Yeah, I'm looking at the rule book and it says this room has no icon, but it is, exactly. I guess, it's still considered a room. So, okay. So, wow, that, so that could be, so let's just say that could be a negative design wise, right? Because you've been playing the game many times and have been playing it wrong because of that. Yep. It is clear in the rule book, though. So. It's not, that's not a, that's not negative to you. I'm just yeah, you're positive right. to the very first I'm just saying sentence, positive to them. The very first sentence in here. I'll be honest though. I don't think I played this. I don't think I played it that way with my wife. I think I just played that way when I played most recently the solo version of it. I got you. Because um, in the rule book it does say every square on your boat is part of a room. So everything yeah. is part of a room. So yep, I was totally wrong. However, not fully wrong because you can still if you know that you're not going to be able to cover that giant room just with no icon. Points, who cares? Just lose the five points, but focus on those other smaller rooms that you know yeah. that you can cover. That's right. So anyway, but I, yeah, exactly you're right. right. I don't think I played that way with my wife. I think it was just when I did the most recent solo game. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Uh, so negatives. What's your so negatives? negatives? Yeah. So I, I want to mention here that this game is getting, like we talked about hype. You know what the rating is on Board Game Geek? With It's not, it's got almost 2,000 ratings. Do you know what the rating is on BGG right now? I do because I'm looking right at it. 8.2. Yep. Wow. People love this game. They love it. Wow. Okay. Here's, <laughs> here's, some, here's, here's some negatives. I really do understand why people like this game. Um, I can't, as Dean said, I can't play this game without comparing it to other polyomino games. Right? I played Cottage Garden last night so that I could kind of give a comparison between this and that. I easily prefer Cottage Garden. You're going to say, John... Why do you prefer Cottage Garden? This game is more complex. You usually like it whenever we add wrinkle when wrinkles are added into the game, right? That's what I do. That's right. That's what I'm I would talking, say. I'm doing a monologue, talking to myself again, <laughs> asking myself questions, rhetorical questions, and all kinds of stuff. Who knows? But in this game, huh? I don't know what it is about it, Dean. I don't know if I like how card drafting and polyomino fits together. I think it's okay. It's fine. It's just I don't know I, I with Cottage Garden I liked how I like how streamlined it is just to pick one of those tiles and lay it down for my Tetrisy Polyomino style game. 
adding that card play is fun. Like there, it's interesting, but I don't. It just to me, it just didn't flow as. I don't know, man. I don't know. Just sometimes I just don't know, Dean. It is. I wish I could be more specific. Much, I know you. This you game love is so it. much better than College Garden. People, you need you need to know the truth, Meeple Town. This game yeah, is fun. Is a hundred times better than Cottage Garden. It False. just is. Period. No, not at all. <laughs> but no, but I I think a lot of people will say it's better. I think I might be in the minority. Because I mean, I think you like. Do you, I mean, you love the card play in this, right? Yes. So, I to me, I don't even compare this game to any polyomino game, um, even though it is a polyomino game. The thing that it is closest to me that that is is closest to I think is Bunny Kingdom, uh, because I think the card drafting in this is so similar to that with the you know a a piece of terraforming mars with that um but i think this is closer to bunny kingdom and i think this is uh, bunny kingdom is a game that i really like i think this might be as good or maybe even better than bunny wow. kingdom wow yeah yeah In, <clears throat> yeah yeah i don't know and it's such a surprise to me i thought i really thought that you would love this game yeah i don't and, and i have a, i'm having a hard time putting my finger on on it um besides i it just I like other and and again I get I actually don't totally disagree you saying that it's not just a polyomino game it's not except for at the end of the game what I'm looking at is a bunch of polyominoes of what I've built right sure, you know you know sure. what I mean so that's like, a big part of the game it is and that's a it, huge part of the game yeah. so mm-hmm. so if I'm gonna I you know I like to build engines I like to see things I like to see cities built I like to stand back at the end of a game and go look what I did right and so when I'm when I'm stepping back into the game even though there's cool card play and stuff I'm still looking at this polyomino shaped thing and I don't know I just feel like if I'm gonna play one of those type of games which to be frank with you Dean I don't polyomino type games are not my favorite we talked about this yeah mm-hmm. I I enjoy a lot of them. Like they're fine. I enjoy Cottage Garden. I enjoy Patchwork. You know, I could go on and talk about other ones. But as you're going to see in our top ten, when we talk about our favorite—I mean, top five tile-laying games—you know, it's just not my favorite type of a game. And I think that's the issue. I think the issue with this game for me is I don't love polyomino games, and there's just some other ones I would rather play. So I think it's a fine game. But that's—I'm getting into my final thoughts. I think it's a fine game. I just am not over the moon about it. Okay. And my Let's... wife really liked it. Everyone else really likes it. So, I think it's fine. <laughs> hey man, you like you what like what you like, John. You don't have to I don't have to convince you that it's a good game, but I I, I am interested in your final score um because, you know, f- sitting back, I I thought this would be a game that you like, that especially like. because you did like Cottage Garden and I'm and if I'm That's comparing right. it to that, I'm like I just don't know how that is a better game, but you know we we have quirky, weird things that we like. I have I, lots of things that I like that you don't like. That's true. It's it, I mean, it's the, here's the same thing. Here, let's compare it to uh, something that I recently thought Dean likes that. Dean loves. Oh nope, I can't talk about it yet. We'll talk about it in the top five because. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll talk about what I was going to say, but it, it was a, it's a situation where I'm like, he really likes this game, and yet there's something in it that he complains about in other games. So I just say that to say there's are for all of us. I think there's certain times where you're just like, I would I the reason I bought this game, Dean, is because I was super happy. I was like, I I love polyomino games, and I really like card drafting. Put them together, it's going to be awesome. Peanut you butter know? and jelly. 
And, you know, I don't know. Maybe because with the cards, there are a bunch, there are different types of cards and stuff. It's really cool, but it's not like... I don't know, man. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I so, you may give you my final score? I do. Mm-hmm. I don't really know right now, actually. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still debating. So, this is where I'm at. I'm between a... So, I'm BGG fair is six, which means some fun or challenge, at least, will play occasionally if in the right mood. I think I like it more than that. I mean, I, it's it's I, I, maybe seven is good. Usually willing to play. The challenge with BGG is I'm usually willing to play almost anything. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean, Dean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a game. I like to play games, and so I'm going to give this a six and a half. Okay. I, I, maybe I should give it a seven because it's I, Frank West design. I think he did a great job designing this game. I do. I think it was. I think it's a well designed. Doesn't game. Doesn't sound like you do. I think it's just not my cup of tea. I don't. I don't know. You know what I mean? I get why people like it. I'm not in. I don't get why it's eight point two. But you're going to tell me that yours is eight point two, probably. So <laughs> go for it. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight point two. Actually, no, <laughs> no I will. Uh, actually, I will give this an eight point five. How about Whoa! that? Yeah. Wow. Yep. This. Wow. Game, my price just went up for the game for it you. It just says, yeah. I'm trying to get this from John because he's not going to play it anymore. But my wife and I will play this one. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this one just has those three things that I love, love from other games and puts them in such a good way in this game. And here's the thing. I went into this game having not high expectations at all because of the thing. No, he didn't. He wasn't that excited about doing this for the Yeah, John said he podcast. was going to pick it up so we could do it for the podcast. I was like, oh, okay, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, I could tell he wasn't excited, but I was like, this is a pretty popular game. And I was, I was, I was really excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, and and then it flipped, totally flipped, because this yeah. is a this is a really really great game. I think it's fantastic. I I want to play this one more and more, and I think there's so much variability because of the lesson cards in this game, and because of the different strategies in general that you can take. Um, the solo is a lot of fun. I I I think it's a good two player drafting game, which you know there's not many of those. Uh, but I think the two-player in this game works works really fine. Although I want to play this one with more players because I think it's probably better at a higher player count. Yeah. So anyway, that's an eight so, and a half for me. Yeah. Let, so with an eight and a half for you, let me let me better articulate. I, I mean, this is something I, I didn't mention that I, if I'm building polyominoes right now in my life, I just want to put the I just want to put the tiles on my board. I don't want to have to go through this whole drafting and. And then, you know, figuring out how to get the, that, I think that's, I think that's what it is. Right. right. I think I just liked a more streamlined, like, let me pick it up and lay it down instead of, for me, it felt like it was kind of like, I would just kind of like, let's get to the point. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sure. But if you love card drafting, you're getting to the point, the journey becomes the end, the joy. (laughs) What's (laughs) that? What's that now? You can quote me on that. Okay. The journey becomes the joy. According to John. Or the end. Both. Okay. Enjoy the journey because that's how you get there. <laughs> this is deep stuff. I like this. Keep going. I think you should. Oh, but do you understand what I'm saying about uh, Absolutely I, you get that not. Part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no clue what you're talking about right now. I'm talking about, do you understand? I just want to lay my tile down and not go through. I got to get these cards and then pick which ones I want and then lay these cards aside. I, again, I usually like things that are more complicated, but I just, with polyomino, just give me the dead gum polyomino. Let me choose which one to pick and let me lay it down. 
And this it, isn't a heavy game by any stretch. It's a and that's what I think it is, Dean. Okay. I think that that's what it is. It's a two point three. I think yeah. it's. I think it's. I either want you to really go up on the heaviness or keep it light and simple. And I think it's in this weird place where I'm like, ugh. I'd rather just play something a whole lot lighter and simpler. Okay. That's it. But it's your wheelhouse. You like these. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's, 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 that's it. I've already I figured it out, y'all. So you can totally disagree with me about that. <laughs> this is on the me. lighter side of games for me, too. For my, you know, when I'm thinking about my favorite games, um, this is definitely on the lighter side. My, I usually kind of hover around that two and a half to three weight. Um, that's true. It's only two, three. Yeah. This is a little yeah. bit outside that. I do think that this is weighted a little lower on BGG. Although it's not a, it's not that I think it's a complicated game. It's just it's you think it's more of like a two and a half or something. Something maybe. like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to look and see. Go post your vote. Like Bunny Kingdom again. This this kind of fits in that same area as Bunny Kingdom. But I would imagine Bunny Kingdom's probably weighted a little bit higher. I'm gonna look at that um, while we're while actually no Bunny Kingdom's a two point two three. There you go. I was way off. Okay, so is it worth it? I think this game is about. Mm. $35 for the non-deluxe version of it? That's right. Um, yeah. Yep. 35 bucks on like mini Martin stuff. You'll pay your shipping and everything, but you'll get it home for totally worth over it. 40. Yeah. Totally worth it. Uh, I, you know, even though I, this is a, this is a really it's a good great, deal. You know, it's a good deal. It's a really good deal. So yeah, I, if, if you think you'll like the game, it's totally worth it. You know, I mean, for me, I'm giving, you know, I'm selling Dean my copy or I'm trading him something. You know what I mean? Um, but 35 bucks, that box is huge, by the way. They're going to, they have expansions, but it's, and I'm glad that they have expansions because it's a ridiculous size box. Expansions that. that are coming out for it? Is that, yeah, they already, yeah, they already have an expansion out for it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that's why the box is so huge and not, but it may be for, for the cat, but that's a giant box for what's inside it right now. That's very true. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I don't know if they did that for the cat reason or if they did it because they're going to put a bunch of expansions, which that's nice if you made a big box, if that's the case, I guess. Yeah. There's room for expansions, I think, but also yep. room for cats, big cats. All right. So that is an eight and a half from me, a six and a half from John. Let's get on to our top five tile lane games. All right, Meeple Town, we just talked about a game where tile placement was pretty important, wouldn't you say, Dean? I'd say so, yeah. So we decided to say, to say, no, we decided to do our top five tile placement tile laying games. You hype for this, Dean? Hype! I'm going to tell you something about my list. Okay. Okay, so I did. we did on YouTube our top ten worker placements. And I put some on there that are worker placement, but barely. I've decided I'm going to shy away from doing that from now on with my lists. I've converted you. Yeah, you have. You have. I agree. I'm going to say you were right about that. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to – the tile laying games that I've decided here, I just want to go ahead off the rip, and I don't know if you're the same way or not, but this – I've decided that my list is going to have ones that it is the – primary feature you are laying tiles and i've every single game almost every single game or every single one you are laying a tile every single turn and it's your primary a big part of your strategy or the majority of your strategy is laying the tiles yeah there's one that's slightly borderline that but still it's a easily a tile laying game yeah 
Is that how, is that what you did or no? Yeah, well, that's how I would try to do all my list, I guess. Um, yeah, all of these yeah, are. That's true. You know, I, we we talked about this beforehand about how this wasn't um, there. There weren't as many tile placement placement games, uh, like really big, loving games that we love a lot. Tile yeah. placement games. I th- I was wrong about that actually. There, I had a hard time whittling that this down to five. I think. Had we done 10, that would have been a whole lot easier for me. Because I think mm-hmm. after 10, I, I would have had a clear 10, but a clear 5 was difficult for me. Okay, yeah. Well, what I was telling Dean earlier was <clears throat> I like tile placement, tile laying in within games as a mechanic a lot. Right. But some of my very favorite ones won't make this list. I'll give you an example, A Feast for Odin. I love it. It's not only part of the game, it's a prominent part of a, feast, uh, of a Feast for Odin. And I could see people saying, well, that's a tile placement game. And I'm not going to argue with that, actually. I'm just saying for my list, I'm going as pure as I can, right? And yeah. that game would be really high on my list. You know, um, I'll tell you another one, Dean, that I didn't. <laughs> I didn't add Castles of Burgundy. Someone may argue, you would probably say that's absolutely tile placement, which I think it is. Yes, it's not on my list either, um, which, you know, Castles of Burgundy is the top 10 game of all time for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for the same thing, it doesn't like. When I think Castles of Burgundy, I'm actually, my mind goes to dice yes. and selection. And, and when you're laying the tiles, it matters, but it's not, you're kind of just having to go where you have to go. That's right. To the dice. That's so it's right. more about the timing of laying it than exactly where i'm placing it there are yeah times no there, it is important it but it's it, not oh, yeah. it's not the main mechanic of it yeah for sure it's important yeah so that's that's why i just wanted to kind of give that caveat right off the bat that those are some games that would probably make the list or undoubtedly a feast for odin would i know you know if you wanted to go to tapestry right dean that's a huge game on on yours and people can say that's tile laying on that little bitty thing or on the map not going like on, on the, the map yeah, yeah on the city map so Anyway, that's where we're going. So let's start off, and you're starting it off, right, Dean? Oh, I was thinking like the world map, the city map, and the world map. There's like yeah, double, the city. There's double that's what I'm, placement tile placement. There is. I mean, that there is. Like, I mean, the, on the city map, it's like polyominoes. Yeah. You just don't think about it because they're tokens. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But like, there's a there's a, a a decent amount of tile placement in that game, and I would fault no one for putting that on a list. I will tile placement games. Just kidding. Yeah, no, I, I won't either. But all right, so just I'm gonna. Fault them. Yes, I'll start this one like off. I got faulted. I'll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, okay, I'll I'll get to my my um, uh, what's man? I'm having a hard time with words. It's it's uh. That's usually me. That's yeah. <laughs> How about that? Uh, I've got several honorable mentions because number five was really difficult for me to put that that one game in there that was going to make this list. This is yeah, a game. You're do those at the end, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not doing it okay, now. Cool. Just this was a my number five was difficult to kind of whittle down, I guess. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is a game. I don't. I think you've played it. I don't think you love this game. I don't think you've played the physical copy, but it is a 2007 game, Vlada Chavaro, that is Galaxy Trucker. Oh. What? I, <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I will stop you right. There. I've only played the app. Okay. But I just didn't like it at all. This is like it's maybe my le- one of my least favorite board game apps. Yeah, now and this is a very much that pure tile placement game that you're talking about with the kicker that it is a real time 
game. So you are yeah. placing these as, these tiles onto a ship board as fast as you can. And then after that happens, the game kind of plays out on its own after that, right? Once you've placed mm-hmm. your tiles, you've built your ship, then these things happen and they can destroy your ship or you can do well depending on how you how well you built that in that first phase. Uh, I really like the frank franticness of this game. I just think yeah. it's a hoot. I mean, this is really is just a hoot of a game. Man, a lot of people really like this game. Yeah. I mean, like, so much so that I was like, I couldn't wait to play it. But, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I feel hesitant to poo a game that I've only played on the app. You know what I mean? Because there's plenty of games that I've, I've not liked as much digitally than went and played it. I always like the physical copy better almost 100% of the time, so... That's true. I don't want to. I don't want to poo it, but I, I mean, but I'll say the app did absolutely nothing for me. I don't. Yeah. I don't like real time games, Dean. That's that's what I was gonna say. I You're not the biggest real time game. Like, yeah, person. you told me. You told me I probably wouldn't like this game. Yeah. And then yeah. I went ahead and downloaded it anyways because I heard so many good things and I didn't like it at all. I was like, ugh. I really get why people don't like this game um, because a lot of it is has to do with that second phase of the game where it just kind of plays out. Yeah. I still. I just think that's the yeah. fun of it. Like, because then you get to see like here's this. You know, in the I guess kind of a, an engine building <laughs> sense, then like you've built this thing and then you just let it run and see what happens. And I just yeah. it's totally random when it comes to that second phase, but I still think it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, that, I didn't like the second phase. That was one thing. Um, yeah, and then the other stuff was just I don't know. I just don't love rushing to place tiles that much. I don't hate it. I just I'm not super excited about that mechanic. Yeah. All right, that is Galaxy Trucker, and that is a game that a lot of folks like. All right, so my number five is a game, another game that a lot of folks like. And in fact, I'm pretty sure that this is on your list, Dean. Um, you have a Fister game on your list? Nope. Wow. Really? You, okay. you realize you're talking to me and not yourself, right? I know, you're I the... know. Okay, so number five for me is then... I know this is kind of obvious when I say Fister game, really, for those who uh, <laughs> uh, know Alexander Fister. It's Isle of Sky. Mm-hmm. So in Isle of Sky, it absolutely is a pure tile-laying game. Now, you're not going to draw tiles out of a bag or something. You actually are going to – well, you are going to. I'm sorry. You're going to draw three tiles out of a bag, but you have choices now. So you're not just going to draw something and lay it. Um, you're actually going to take three tiles – Put um, them in front of your screen, and then behind the screen, you're going to axe one of them that you're not going to keep. And then you're going to put dollar values on the other two. Then you're going to re- move off, move the, remove the screen, and then the other players are going to all get a chance. Everyone gets a chance to buy one other tile from somebody else. So it's pretty interesting whenever you're doing that auctiony, or at least setting the prices, because there's going to be tiles that, man, you really want... But you also may really want somebody else's. And if you put all your money to stop people from getting the ones that you want, then you don't have money to buy the other ones, right? And so there's this really interesting balance. But then on the flip side, if you save your money and make your items really cheap, they may both get bought and you may be left with, with you know, one tile because you're able to buy one. So it's, I don't know, that part's really interesting. The other part that I really like about the game I think my favorite part, Dean, is the scoring in this game. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's a very interesting, unique scoring system. I, I like that a lot. I, this was my number six game, probably. I, I think yeah. I feel pretty confident it would be six or seven somewhere around there. I really, really like this game, and a lot of it has to do with the scoring. The auctioning yeah. piece is is 
spot on. This is a really, really fun game. And I've only played the base game of this. I've not played any of the expansion material, but I'm, I'm intrigued and, and mm-hmm. want to try that out at some point. Yeah, and for those who don't know what the scoring is, you're going to score. There's um, four different scores, uh, ways to score points, and there's a bunch of different tiles, so it changes every game, and they get all mixed up every game, right? So you may, it's just cool. You're going to score A, B, C, and D, but you're not just going to score, you know, A, B, A, then B, then C, then D. You're going to score A, and then B, and then A and C, or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. And so by the end, you're even scoring three of those, you know, by your final round. So it's cool. Like you're 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 laying the tiles and you're thinking, I want to score this round, but sometimes you don't really get the tiles that you want. So you could get one point this round, or I could go ahead and lay a tile to get oh, I can know I can get three points the next you know, the next round if I lay this. So what do I want to do? Forego this to get this, you know. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. And then at, at by the end of the game, you're not you're you're done with the A t- A group, you know. Right. So you're like so it's it's that's by far my favorite part of the game. I like the auctioning thing, like I mentioned at the beginning. It's still not my favorite part of the game. Sometimes I feel like honestly, like a little like Isle of Cats. You got sometimes I just want to get my tile and lay it, you know. And sometimes it, with the wrong group, that auctioning can take a really long time. Yeah, I played it one time, and it was it, everyone was taking forever to choose the dollar amounts, and I was yeah. like, oh, and it was not a fun experience for a game I really like. It would not be in that setting, but I really think it's uh, it's really interesting setting the prices on that game. I, I think that's, yeah. yeah. It is. It's really interesting, and I prefer if pe- we just, yeah. But I mean, even la- last night, last night, or the night before I played it with my wife, and I'm pretty quick on it, but there were a couple times where I had to, she was taking a while, which is good, because I was <laughs> changing my prices. I'm like, oh, I need $4 in my hand, you know? Oh, no, three, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. Those are some those are some tough decisions. It's a it's a really great game. It is, and, and it's it's fairly light too. It right? is. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a step above Carcassonne. Uh, I think that's kind of that that next step. If somebody wants something a little bit more than Carcassonne, I think that Isle of Skies probably it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not a light you don't, game, but it's not a heavy game. Either, right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want anyone to think it when I said it's fairly light. It's not like a one or anything like that. It's there's definitely a lot of thinkiness to it, and you can teach it really easily, which I really like. Yep. All right. Yep. Number, that's my number game. five. What's your number four, homie? My number four is a game that came out in 2019. This is a Druid City Games, one that I for sure is not uh, on your it. list. I knew it. I knew uh, it. Another real-time tile placement game, and that is Sorcerer City, which is tile placement and tile deck building. Yep. Real time. It's a lot of fun. I really, really have enjoyed my plays of this game. And uh, again, if, if you don't like real time games, it's not going to be one that you love. But, you know, I like real time games. I really like games where you're moving up on tracks, and that's what mm-hmm. this game is. And uh, that deck building aspect to a tile laying game, I just think is really interesting and unique. I really enjoy this one. Yeah, it's so, you know, do we do this on the podcast or we did this? Just do this on the YouTube. I think we talked about it on the podcast. We did a video yeah. for it for sure. So but. I didn't rate this super high because I, I don't really like the real time, but this may be my favorite real time game. So I'm just, yeah, I'm trying to think of what I prefer over it. It's a really good game. It's just not my style. Yeah. yeah. And if Dean wanted to play it, I would play it with him. You know, I, I wouldn't be like, yes, I can't wait, you know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pitch a hissy fit about it. 
Yeah, I think I, if, I think if people do like real time games and they They'll like those one, other right? things, yeah, yeah, I think this one's worth a try. I don't know if it's got the hype that some of these other games that I'm going to talk about have, yeah. um, but it's, it's definitely a, it's worth a, a good check game out. though. It's, yeah, I th- productions really it's a great production. Other than like the tiles are not pretty, but they're super functional. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, Sorcerer City. That makes sense. That's all good. It's. 7.7 on BGG. It's yeah. only got 500 ratings, so you're right. The, the hype train's not there right now. There's a, Nils will Man. like that one. I was going to say, that's a, that's a, that's a, I don't like it because it's not my style, but that's a good game to not be getting much love there. Yeah. I mean, it's getting love, but not as much as it probably deserves. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. All righty. So that's your number four. My number four is a game that Dean and I were discussing earlier today. And Dean absolutely loves the theme. This is the game on my list that would be the most, the least pure, but it's still, tile laying is hugely important, and the main squeeze. Do people say, still say that anymore, Dean? I mean, when you're talking about, like, your spouse, not a board game. Well, you know how much I love, how much I love board games. <laughs> Won't you marry it? Yeah, I might. I might. What game are you talking about? Heaven and Ale. Heaven and Ale. Yeah, I love this game. So Heaven and Ale has a rondelle, which (laughs) I love rondelles. I just think they're so fun whenever you're... They lead to so many interesting decisions about, should I jump ahead of this person to get this? Should I lag behind because I really want this and I really want that? And in this, you're going around a rondelle, but in the base game, you are purely moving the rondelle to get a tile or to score. So you're you're getting tons of tile, and then where you <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that's really intriguing about this game is you have a sunny side of your map and a shady side, and the shady side gets you income. The sunny side moves you up on the track, which is going to score you points hopefully at the end of the game. Now it costs twice as much to lay your tiles on the sunny side, which is really painful in a game that, as Dean we mentioned earlier. It is, it's brutal. This is a brutal game. It is so <laughs> tight with the monies. It is tight to score points. If it you can, score points, you might beat you not up. get points in this game. Uh, uh, I have 100% <laughs> twice now not gotten, I've never not scored any points, but haven't gotten any points based on the main track. I've had to get them some other different ways. From the from the expansion, is that what you're talking about, or from that the barrels? Or just the at the barrels? Yeah, yeah. The very first time we played it, Dean, if you remember, I scored like six points on yep. this game. I was close, but I think I was one space away from getting into the scoring. Um, and you guys were scored like in the twenties, maybe low thirties, and just thrashed me. <laughs> that was one of the biggest <laughs> which sounds funny because that's not you know it's not like a Russian railroad where you're going to get hundreds of points. This is you know. It's it's like you said, really tight in points, and so I, I I think that's why people who don't like this game, I think that's a big turnoff for people to feel like like I'm doing all of these things, but nothing's getting me any points. That's right, and that's I'll tell you this. Uh, first of all, I'll mention that I love the way this game scores. I'm, I don't think I'm going to try to explain it because it can be might be difficult to explain. But you have one brewmaster. I'll very briefly have one brewmaster tile that's going to determine a ratio of moving barrels forward and backwards to finally get to what your number is times the beer, right? <laughs> right. right. I, I mean, I could go into more details, but that's it'll just not be very much fun. Um, 
I love the way the scoring works. I think it's so fun at the end of the game to, to move barrels back and move barrels forward. It's just, it's just a blast for me. But my wife is one of those persons who we played the game and I was like, I thought she was in quite enjoying it. Like we were, I can tell when she's enjoying a game when she doesn't, she usually talks to herself, you know, like I'm going to do this and do that. I do that all the yeah. time, but she doesn't, she does it usually when she enjoys a game, does it when she's really quiet. She generally doesn't like it. And we get to the end of the game and she scored like 14 points, which isn't awful. I don't think in this game. Sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. It, 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 a lot of it depends on also, it does depend on the tiles that come out and stuff a hundred percent. Like, um, yeah, yep. mm-hmm. it does. So maybe that was really good for this game, but it wasn't awful, but she immediately was like, I'd hate this game. I don't like it at all. And I'm like, why? She's like, cause I didn't score hardly any points. I'm like, so you're telling me that if you played this game and scored 70 points, you might actually like it. And she had no response because the answer was yes. <laughs> but there is, whenever you're getting that track, the main track, it is, you can absolutely score zero points on that. And in the base game, there's only one other way to score points. And that's by basically getting achievements before other people. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's it's and it's a tough game. Like it's one of those games where like you can you don't have to be terrible to score no no points. You can play decently well. I mean like okay. You know what I mean and still score nothing. Maybe people will argue with me on that, but I don't know. Yeah. This is a really fun game. I I didn't have it on my list. Uh I probably wouldn't even have this in my top 10 even though I really like this game because it's not the tile placement piece that is like the the drawing feature for me, right? It's not the thing that really uh, oh, makes me like rondelle. this. Yeah, it's the rondelle that I like so much about oh, this gosh. game, and and moving up on tracks in general. Yeah. Um, the rondelle is. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, there's just different ways that you can move up on the tracks, not just with the tile placement. So yeah, the rondelle is fun, but the way you place your tiles is so important in this game. Absolutely. And, and whenever yeah. you, you you circle you when you place how many tiles is that six. And you circle uh, area, and you get a shed, and then it unlocks. You know, moves your brewmaster up. It's just, it's just, it's interesting. You really have. That's what I think. When you first play the game, I didn't realize how critical tile placement was. I was like snatching up tiles, but not realizing you have got to place these in the right place, or you're going to not do well. Sure. Yeah. Such a good game. Such a good game. Yep. Another really good game is one that I've uh, played a quite a bit with a lot of different people over the years. This one originally came out in 2012. They redid a collector's edition back this last year. And this is a Bezier Games ah, game, designer is. Ted Alspach, and that is Suburbia. Wow. Why I'm saying wow because I thought this was going to be number one for you. Number one? Yeah, I did. No, I really did. It is I thought not. this was going to be. I thought this was going to be your number one game. I just you love this game. I mean, that's why it's number three. You love. I it. do. It's a top yeah. fifty game for me of all time. I really, really, yeah. really love this game. I love. The... I just thought I remember you saying it was your favorite tile laying game. I guess I'm incorrect. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe I just lied to throw you off. I guess. Kind <laughs> <laughs> throw me off the scent. Throw you off my trail. Yeah. Um, so suburbia, you are building a suburbia. You are 
you are um, buying tiles and putting them into your city and you're going to be moving up on your income track to get more money. You're moving up on the reputation track to gain more population and population is victory points at the end of the game. And uh, so I, I really, I like the way this game plays out, but I really enjoy the thematic nature of it. You always have these really good stories. Every time I've played this, like about this city that you've built and you know typically i try to get a lot of money and the best way to get money isn't necessarily by building like the nicest nicest suburbia it's it's building kind of a slum you know building this this hole where i'm just gaining a lot of money uh but people hate it i i rarely <laughs> i peep i rarely win this game because i'll get a lot of money and not a lot of good reputation so uh it's just a really really fun game the collector's edition is gorgeous too so yeah it's so i've only played this on the app uh and i just started playing i think last week i enjoy it i I'll, i'm not gonna put it on my i wouldn't put it on my list because i've only played the app um also don't think it would have made the list anyways um not based on the app but maybe i would really like it if i play the physical copy though i i i love a good engine builder and it's a simple kind of concept Simple engine building concept, right? Yeah. Um, but the placement is not so simple. And which tiles you buy is definitely not so simple. Yeah, it's not. Now, sometimes the you have to buy whatever is available. You know, sometimes you're not going to have a lot of money to be able to do that. That's why yeah. I like to build a good money engine game. Now, you have to. I think this is the game you were talking about earlier where you said you thought that I might not like this game based on the fact that things are triggering. I was going to say this. Like, li- li- literally, I texted Jonathan, by the way, and I said, hey, Jonathan, what do you think of Suburbia? Just curious. Because I was thinking, I'm thinking about buying it because I have enjoyed the app. And he was like, he only played it once. And he was like, it was okay. He didn't like all the upkeep. And I'm like, so weird, because Dean usually hates upkeep. It's it's more thematic. So, like, my biggest complaint about Teotihuacan yeah. is that, you know, this thing triggers this thing that triggers this thing. The same thing happens in suburbia, but I think it's a lot easier to manage because thematically it makes sense. And you have, like, this... Um, the way that the instructions are, you start with the tile that you just placed and you do that thing and then the surrounding tiles and then you trigger those things and then, you know, and then everything else in your city and then everyone else's. So it just makes a lot more sense to me when things trigger. Um, it's interesting. I'm going to talk about Jonathan here in a little while when we look at our, the Meeple Town list, because I've got a, uh, I've got some some thoughts and no not beef just some questions some concerns Ah, interesting all right (laughs) and that's by the way what dean's talking about is we we threw it out to the guild so hey listeners join board game game geek guild 3407 because we're going to try to incorporate board um guild members into our top 10 list and in fact dean i haven't done this yet we're gonna have to pause this at some point in time before we do this last part because i want to calculate the top five based on Meeple Town. It won't take that long. Okay. I promise you. Okay? All right. All right. All right, Daddy. I trust you. Yep, we got it. All right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to play this physical copy, though. I really would like to. Because, I, like I said, I love an engine builder. Engine building and tiling together sounds really great. So, yep. that's your number... Three. Three. Okay, my number three, we did have a... We try not to let each other know as much as possible. We When we're talking about top five, top ten lists, we're kind of like... Hmm. Oh, is this designer start with an F 
or a P or a, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just thinking of Fister, which is PF. Okay. I did not think his name started, his last name started with a F. Um, but so, but we do know that my number three and his number two link up perfectly well. They just do. Like, just like our relationship. They're just perfectly linked together. Why don't you just say the game? You want to say it? <laughs> you want me to? Yeah. I'll let, it's right. your number two, so I'll let you say it. It's an even bigger number for you. This is the classic lower. of tile placement games. You already, classic. You've already figured it out, Meeple Town. Came out in 2000. Klaus the tile laying game. The tile laying game. Z-Man Games in the U.S., Hans in Gluck in Germany. That is Carcassonne. Carcassonne. With maybe some expansions in there. Heck even even yes. base Carcassonne, I think. I, I really enjoy even base Carcassonne. Really? It's not my favorite. Mm. I enjoy it much more with Inns and Cathedrals and uh, Traders, Traders and, builders, and Builders, specifically. Whoa! Told you we were together. Finish each other's sandwiches. I was going to say board games. Yep. We do. Um, but even, like, I play the winter Carcassonne every Christmas with my fancy, like, christmas themed meeples and yeah. it's just the base game there's a mini expansion what we play with it sometimes but not always and it's it's fine obviously i like it a lot more with those expansions but i don't have to have them to enjoy it so i'm gonna sell people on this right now because i think that there are i don't people, think you need to this game sold man, so many copies I, I here's the thing i think there are people out there that agree with us i think there's a lot of people also who have put this into somewhat the Catan thing category while it was great it was great for its time we've moved beyond it don't you think some people are like that oh for sure looking at this list i I think that's absolutely the truth yeah i mean right now i mean let's just say this right now it's listed it's ranked 166 overall so that tells you that that's still high but that tells you that for a lot of people it's not super high now i understand that to a degree because i'll tell you right now on board game geek Dean, I have the base game rated as a seven and a half, which is good. Good score. I enjoy playing it, but it's not really good, you know. And my my beefs with the regular game, primarily, is it's very lucky. All right, you you can absolutely, hopefully, by the end of the game, everyone has had a roughly even amount of city tiles versus road, right? All that kind of stuff, right. but. You, we've all played games where we got a million roads. Right. And in base game, you're not going to win if you get a million roads. There's nothing you can do about it. Right? Yep. You just Okay. I yeah, make sure I, agree I, I, I agree with you. I want to make sure you agree. So that's my beef with it. But let me tell you all something. Now, I've got the big box. So that has uh, big box number six, I think. So the latest big box is the one that I own. When you start, if you haven't played Carcassonne in a while, and you start adding expansions to it, it is a brilliant, wonderful, amazing game. Dean, I'm waiting for you to say yes. <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, that's it's it's on it's on my list. So you yeah. add you add what you said. Just let's just talk about the ones you said. Let's add traders and builders and ends of cathedrals. What they've done, what Klaus Jurgen Reed has done is, I think, fixed problems in the base game. If if you want to say that's a problem. For example, yeah. in the cathedrals, you can get two points per road if you have an in there. Brilliant. Yeah. I can score a ton of points with roads now. Yep. Right? Or none points. Even, 
or none points. Yeah, that's right, and that's really great too. At the end of the game, if you have uh, don't have finished roads, so it's 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 a little push your luck, right? Yep. Which is great. It's so much fun. You know, with traders and builders, it makes city closing more interesting. Yep. Because someone might close your city for you just to get the goods. Yeah. And it makes more cities close in the game. Brilliant. He is he is really good, Dean. Like he did the Highlander in uh Glenmore too. Remember that? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's really good at doing small things that are just clever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really which is what that. I like in expansions, right? I don't like right. for expansions to like completely change the game. Um, yeah. I, I like to have a smaller like a smaller impact on the base game. I, I want the the base game to kind of stand alone, yeah. but then these these other little pieces that just kind of add just yeah, a little so. bit, but it's not too much. And that's exactly what these things do. But they change it in such a good way. I want to play every time I play Carcassonne. I want to play with the expansions. A hundred percent of the time, unless I'm teaching it to somebody new. Right, right. Speaking of expansions, by the way, the Kegs and More expansion for Heaven and Hell I didn't mention is excellent. So, just want to throw that out there. Yeah. It makes the game a slightly less tile placement driven, but it's 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 really really good. But this is the same reason. Well, never mind. Let's just save that for later. Let's just okay. save it for later. All right. Part of the discussion. So my number three, Dean's number two. It's Carcassonne. Carcassonne. Let's if hear you your number two. If you haven't played it in a while, get some expansions. If you don't have them, get them and play it. By the way, I failed to mention, the player interaction is so fun in Carcassonne. And and, I'm, and I want to say that because a lot of the tile-laying games that I've done that are even on my list are kind of build-your-own-cities. And there's not – the player interaction is in picking the tiles, right, or something. This is one where you're – it's super high player interaction. Yeah. And people yeah. get angry. Apparently. oh oh yeah yeah no and the thing is you don't have to play that way either that's that's another thing about this game same thing for like a ticket to the ride ticket to ride right like <laughs> ticket to the ride ticket to the ride you don't you don't have to play mean but you can and so i think that even bumps it up even higher because i don't always want to play mean with people like i don't always want to join in on their cities sometimes you just want to do your own thing and just enjoy building up whatever you're building and i think that's that's totally fine and i like that about this game yeah, what's so interesting though is that I I've ne- I played Carcassonne for a long time. Like I've been playing it for this one for an awful long time, and for a, a long time I just never took it personally. And the people I played with might have joked about, "Oh, you're trying to get in on my city," but I've not really played with people that take it really personally. But I've recently, when I've brought it up to people, I know families that have got like gotten angry and people stomping off. Stopping yep. off mad because you're getting in on my city that I've been working on and you screwed me up and now I'm in trouble. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a game and that's what you're supposed to do. If you don't get in on other people's cities, you will lose the game. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, get off I your know. hype train. I know. Let's move I, on I had to, to your talk number. about that because I was getting... <laughs> you're number <laughs> two. <laughs> that's right. So my number two is a game that Dean really likes, but for him it didn't... It doesn't fit because we were talking about games, um, tile laying games. It doesn't make him feel or he doesn't think tile laying, right, Dean? Whenever you're going to, of course, you may not know what this is. I don't. Whenever you play it. That is, oh, remember I gave you the the um, clue last time and you couldn't get it? Uh, if you had the lock or something that needs a key. Is it Keyflower? Is and that- it's got some. 
There's some flowers you outside. You just put this on all your list. My goodness. <laughs> this is my only second time to put it on. Oh, no. I think it was on my We're going to do auction sure. games next week. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> which then that would be on the list, too. No um, and, and, you know, Keyflower is if you listen to our podcast – it's 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 one of those creeper games for me. Like it just, I liked it whenever I first played it. But the more I play it, the more I like it. I understand why Dean might say it's not as pure tile laying, but I, you have to build your city, and where you place the tiles matters. It might not matter as much in other games, but you've got to get ones close enough to where you can move your goods around in your city. Right. 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 And so for those who don't know what Keyflower is, really quick, what's intriguing about it, I guess, I guess uh, sometimes I like auction types things, is that you have, you know, depending on the player count, X amount of tiles, and you bid on them with meeples, that not only are you bidding on them with meeples, which you won't get to use if you bid on them and win the bid, the meeples that you have behind your screen are bidding on tiles, but also being used as worker placement. But what's so brilliant about Keyflower is that works at the same time. You don't have an auction phase. You have a you just do it all together, which leads to so fun decisions in this game. Yeah, like okay, now I want to bid two because I need that tile for my city. But man, if I if I do that, you can also place it, which it could be mean. People say, place your workers on other people's cities or towns. And so if I put two on this tile that I really want, man, my wife might take the spot that I have to have. But if I place then on the spot right here, then she's going to put two meeples on there, and I don't have three, it de- or I may not have the color because you have to follow color. Brilliant game, Dean. Yeah, yeah, I love this game. You don't have to convince me. It's just the tile placement piece. It's important, but it's not that key. Now, when you get into the farmer's expansion, I think that's it's a bigger piece than the base game. Um, but it just doesn't fit in that area. Again, a lot of the reason I like this game is because of the clever uh, bidding um, mechanic that's in it. So, Yeah, I just the, when I played it again, I just was really, just continue to love how you're bidding and worker placing all at the same time. You yeah. know, it's just, it just leads to a lot of cool decisions that you're making. And engine building goes on in this game too, for sure. Yeah, yep. Which I like. It's a little bit of a lot of stuff I like. But I, the reason I've got on here, because when I think of Keyflower, I think of I'm building a city with tiles. I, yeah. don't, I personally don't think about the auction part as much and stuff. It's a fun way to get tiles, but I'm I'm thinking, all right, got to build this. And I love to take a step back and go, look what I built. Um, so anyways, I love Keyflower, and that's my number two. Yep, it is a good game. Better than just a good game. It's an excellent game. It's an absolutely excellent game. Yep. All right. All right, so my number on... one. Our it's my number ones, one. Are our number ones the same? Uh, I thought I asked you earlier, and you told me no. So, no. Uh, really? Uh, you didn't ask me earlier. I did. Or if if Bef- you did, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I asked you if your your number one was Glenn Moore, and you said no. Is that what you asked me earlier? It is the word for word what I asked you. Really? Well, it isn't Glenn Moore. Uh, it is not? No, it's Glenmore 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yep, but Glenmore 2. We both have the same one on that's there. That's it. Our number ones are Glenmore 2. How about that? Now, you guys have heard us talk a lot about Glenmore 2, and I think the a big reason that this one's number one is, well, one, I love this game a lot, but 
Another reason is because the way that the tiles interact is so important, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you place a tile, it triggers other tiles that let you either, you know, move your Scotsman around the board or produce resources or turn in resources for victory points. And so the interaction with the tile placement is unlike any other game on on my list. And that's why this is like the number one game, not just because it's a great game, but because the tile placement is spot on. I love it. Oh, it matters a ton. Yes. Like you have to, you got to pay attention. You got to think about the way you're placing the tiles into your uh, city, town, whatever it is. And it's, you know, I like Glenmore for the same reason that I like Carcassonne. One of the same reasons. I Dean, I think I really love games that have a solid base game that add, like Glenmore 2 comes with basically a bunch of mini expansions in the box. Right. And I just, I love it because I love how some of them are really simple but they add to the game like i mentioned the highlander the boat race whatever and it can make the game as you know kind of simple or complex as you want it to be mm-hmm. just about yep and i just love that and i love the the changing it up to where i don't feel like i'm playing the same game every time because i'll just try a new chronicle or i'll mix two chronicles together that i hadn't before yep you know and i love that about carcassonne and yeah it's just uh it's just i don't know man it's such a good game uh, it got a little engine building, a little tile placement. It's got a rondelle. You know what, Dean? Are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Okay, I just want to. If I, if my wife ever gets pregnant again, which is not going to happen, and we have a girl, I should name her Rondell. What do you think, Dean? <laughs> that is. How many uh... board game players have a child named Rondell? I bet. I bet. I bet it exists somewhere. I uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I love board games, but I don't know if I'm going to name my kids after mechanisms from board games. I think that's an extreme. Yeah, I would never do that. I might be alienating some people that have a child named like Worker Placement or, <laughs> or uh, I don't know, Meeple. Meeple? You think there's a baby out there named Meeple? Hey, that would be awesome. My name would be, my kid's name would be Meeple McPeters. If you were to name your kid after a, McPeters. a board game, what do you think? <laughs> Oh, wow. Excellent question, Dean. If I was going to name my... i got to look over at my collection. Maybe we should here. save that one. Maybe we, maybe we should save hey, that I'll one. I'll tell you a good one. A good one would be Root. Okay. <laughs> you don't think so? Nope. I think that that's... Can you hear me fine? Because I'm kind of turned sideways here. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. I just want to make sure. Alhambra, maybe? Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. There's Yeah, not bad at all. What about Zulkin? That sounds like a myth, like a that's, that's pretty god good. or something like that. Lord Zulkin. I like that. It Lord have to, of the... I'm going to have to think about this. We might have to throw this out there in the guild at some point. We've got like seven things that we're going to throw out there in the guild, so get ready. All right. You can, you can, someone can name their kid Splendor. I, can see, I bet there's people named Splendor. I don't like it, but people would do that. <laughs> I think I would name my child Russian Railroad. That's You know, actually, that's one of the ones I was going to say. <laughs> Not because you love the name, but because you love the game so much. That would be... <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, if you haven't played Glenmore 2, I know we've talked about it a lot, you got to check it out. And I say that because it's ranked 500 overall. It is so much better than that. Yeah. It is so much better than that. It, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal game. All right, so we're going to go over to the guild, and we're going to look at these. John, I've already calculated these. I don't need to take a break. Have you seriously? Yeah. 
I mean, I've, I've picked the highest. Assign point, did you assign point values? No, because I don't think I don't think I care that much about it. But oh my goodness! But I think you, we've you, got you've some. You've made a top five already without my approval. Oh, I don't have to make a top five. That's like what an I was overall do. top five. Yeah, we're gonna pause it for like a couple seconds. We're All right, back, we're pausing it. We're coming back. All right, so we're back, Meeple Town. We had to do a little bit of calculating, and we have Meeple Town's definitive. Absolute top five tile lane games, right, Dean? Yep, we do. All we right, you want to start? You want to start it off, or you want to give the number one? So if you go first, you'll get to say. Th- oh wait, whoever goes first will get to do the number one. <laughs> you are actually typing these, so I'm just going to give these to you. Why don't you oh, just wow. say what they are? Yeah. Okay, excellent. So the number number five. Hey, Meeple Town agrees with Daddy. I'm mean, Granddaddy. I'm Granddaddy, right? Oh man, this is creeping me out. Heaven and Ale. Heaven and Ale is number five. Number four is probably one of the, the Thailand game I most want to play. I really do want to play Suburbia physical copy, though. Number four, oh, I've never played it, is Massels. Massels. <laughs> the Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Jonathan loves this game. Yeah. It's a really high game, and I've watched some playthroughs, and I haven't been that excited about it. No, like, it's like, that's the that's the bone I wanted to pick with Jonathan. A lot of people okay. like Castles of Mad King Ludwig better than Suburbia. I really don't get it. I don't like because the big difference is that you are taking the tiles and you're placing them in order of where you want like sure. the cost. Yeah. Um, and I get why like that's, I get why people like that. But for me, it just slows the game down so much. That's what I'm so worried much. about. That's exactly what I'm worried about with that game is that it could, you could just sit, someone could sit there forever taking a million years. Yeah, and do you that. don't really build this big castle either. Like with Suburbia, yeah. you have a lot of tiles out there. Uh, Mad King Ludwig, you might only have you know like 10, 11 tiles or something like that out there, which is, yeah, it's just, it's, it's fine. I enjoy it, but it's, I much prefer Suburbia to it. So that's that's one. I mean, I'm not. That's my concerns about it. But Jonathan and I almost always see eye to eye on games. So I might really love this one. So I'm. Ex- I do absolutely want to play it. Yeah, a lot of people right, love so, it. So yeah, yeah. I can't. I really do want to play this one pretty bad. So that's number four. Number three is a game that Dean, we, you, and I have played a bunch of, and that is Patchwork. Yep. Great game. Yep. Did not Great make my list, game. but it would have made my top ten. I actually left all my polyomino games off of this list, which really? I kind of want to do a separate top five polyomino games at some point. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. I, I wrestled with, which is going to, which would be one of my honorable mentions, which you don't like it, but I don't care. Yeah. Which is cottage garden. Yeah. Um, I don't dislike that. it. It's just not top 10 material. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about that here in a second. All right. So number two is the game that Dean and I absolutely love, but for both of us, it wasn't as pure. It is. It's a tile lane game. There's no doubt about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. We have. I, we neither one of us have any beefs that it's on this list. That's Castles of Burgundy. Yep. Fantastic yeah. game. Really no. great game. I don't fault people for putting that for sure. No way. Yeah. It's. A, I mean, I. I was really close to putting it. And some people might say Heaven and Ale is as much as Castles of Burgundy, um, but the tile lane, the placement really matters in Heaven and Ale. And it does in Castles, but not as much. But anyway, such a great game. And then number one, Dean. Number one is the game that I got on my soapbox about. Well, I got on a couple. I get on my soapbox a lot, don't I? You do. Okay. Come, come down from that soapbox, John. That's Carcassonne. 
I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm pleased. I'm pleased. It needs to get love. Again, if you're just talking about the base game, I get why people say it's dated. It's not that. It's just okay. But you throw some expansions in. That's a dandy. It's true. Now this, I I said earlier that the I, I made a comment about it not being as popular. Okay, so it was on not everybody's list, I guess. It, this is one that could have, you know, seems like it would be on everybody's list because it's so popular. I will say that Neil had Carcass on the Castle as his number two, and had we put that in a separate category, Carcass on would not have been number one, but we just lumped it in there with it. Yeah. I've never played the Castle, but I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. Have you so, played it before? Uh, no, I have not. I have not. Okay. All right, so John, what are a couple of your honorable honorable mentions? mentions? Yeah, let's hear those. Well, I'll say first, a cottage garden is. uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not in love with cottage garden. What I like better, I feel like it gives a little more thinkiness than patchwork, um, but doesn't add a lot to the time. It doesn't really take more time to pick your tile necessarily. Uh, What's neat is the way that you score points in that game, right? And you got to cross over the line. You get some. Cats, you know, all that kind of stuff. Since we love cats so much. That's what, and, and when I was going back to Isle of Cats, I just kept saying, thinking, I'd rather just play Cottage Garden where I get a little more streamlined. I can I can pick my tile and place it, pick my tile and place it. Um, and that's what I, you know, that that's what I thought a lot during that game. But yeah. anyway, uh, that's one of them. Um, another one that is tile placement, but doesn't make me feel like it's tile placement is why I left it off, is uh, Reef. Yeah. Like, I like how it, how it stacks. I think it's a brilliant. I like Reef quite a bit. Um, that's another one that that was on there. Uh, go give me some of yours, and I'll have to remember some of the other ones that were on my. So one that I know that was. wouldn't you wouldn't have considered, but King Domino is one of those. Um, Azul kind of fits in that same category as as Reef for you. But uh, the ones that haven't been mentioned so far uh, would be Karuba. Love Karuba. I think that's a really fun I've game. Never played Karuba. And then some of those, uh, oh, Cacao. Cacao probably would have been oh, yeah. uh, six, six or seven, depending on where I would have Isle of Sky, but I really like Cacao. And then uh, some of those polyomino games like Patchwork or yeah. uh, Isle of Cats, there's lots of those. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you, you have the games, too, that I like Pipeline that I enjoy, but it wasn't as much, kind of like a Feast for Odin tapestry where it's it's definitely there and it's definitely a tile lane placement game but i just wanted to go a little bit more pure um ginkopolis was another one of those G- first I, yes thank mm-hmm. you for saying that that that's yeah. that was really close for me just going for it and saying that and using that game but I've, i haven't played it enough is my problem yeah i think i might r- really love that game if i played it more but i just i need to play that more um i will say one thing dean that i played key harvest again in preparation for this and it's just not very good at two players. It's I've okay. not played this one yet. You need you need more players in that game. Um, yeah. Anyways, that was a that was a little bit of a disappointment. You know, when you go back and hadn't played a game in a year or so, and I was like, eh, two players, it's just it's just okay. Yeah. Well, I think at some point we need to do a top ten of these because I think we definitely have enough of uh, of tile placement games that we could do a top ten uh, video of that at some point. So we should do. Uh, top you love to do this dean this is what you really want to do do all the uva games yeah we can do that you wouldn't love it though i was joking because you just basically think it's pointless to keep making them (laughs) i don't disagree with you (laughs) 
All right. Hey, that is, uh, that's, we're, we're wrapping this episode number 39 up. So John, so, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? All right. We have, uh, a, we just recorded and I'm about to upload our top 10 games that we mentioned earlier of 2018 on the YouTubes. So uh, just uh, search Meeple Town and you can pick that. You can watch that. You can't pick it up. You can watch that video. We're at Meeple Town Games on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And as we mentioned multiple times, actually, first of all, we're MeepleTownGames.com if you want to check out some of the stuff. Uh, we put all our rankings and everything on there. And as we mentioned earlier, we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407 if you want to get involved and put your votes in on some of these uh, top lists. Absolutely. That's going to do it. Thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. Mm-hmm.